on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Placement exclusions spotted for smart shopping campaigns. However, that knowledge has been excluded on whether or not they'll be available for PMAX. Have you met uh, the ad platform, formerly known as Facebook Ads? An outcome-based experience was announced, and it seems like a welcome change. Plus, the most, insert adjective here, award show in the biz, the coveted Clockskers. All on today's show. You know what time it is. It's officially Marketing O'Clock. We bring you all the digital marketing news of the week, powered by the digital marketing community. If you want to join the conversation, hit us up. We are at Marketing O'Clock everywhere, and you can join our community on Discord at community.marketingoclock.com. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios in beautiful Buffalo, New York, to bring you our famous Friday news show. You can subscribe to our show at youtube.marketingoclock.com or wherever you consume your podcast. Head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every article we cover straight to your inbox. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld. AKA Shep. I'm Jess Budd. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2021. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another show. It's so good to see you guys. I wasn't here last week. It's great to have you back. Yeah, thanks for holding it down. I am tested. I'm feeling fine. I have a 11-month-old today who, before this episode is released, will be one. Wow. HBD. Happy birthday, lady. And she was exposed to COVID. She did not get it. You would not believe the regulations for this little zero-year-old. So <laughs> we got the Department of Health calling us, asking us all these questions. You know, she should be using her own bathroom. I'm like, she's a baby. She doesn't use a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> They're like... She can play in her own front yard or backyard, but she should be wearing a mask if she's in contact with others and she shouldn't go by beyond. And then she's like, oh, wait, she's under the age of masks. I'm like, yeah, and it's 30 degrees and she's a zero year old. And the lady never even said like happy birthday to the lady, by the way. Like you could see her birthday right there. So now we're getting all these texts every day where we're supposed to be monitoring her symptoms. And it's like, hello, Elizabeth, parentheses, zero. And I'm just oh. thinking, like, what if you were exposed this year? Is it going to say your age every time and, like, send oh. you into a nervous mm-hmm. breakdown? Greg? I hope not next year. I know. That's, a yeah. sur- that's what I like this year. Maybe yeah. give, me that, uh, give me that now here, not, not next well, month. You don't want it now. I just at least remind me I'm still in my 30s. But yeah. Are. yeah, yeah. It was just a nightmare for someone who is not going to spread the disease and just really a joke. So um, thanks for holding it down while I was out. I missed you guys. We missed you too. What's new with you, Greg? Honestly, um, the thing that is most concerning for me right now is Jess's eyesight. When I was editing the show <laughs> last week, there was so much of you lifting the computer and it's holding hard it to right see. up to your eyes. I don't know if anybody watched the YouTube or Spotify, but Jess... I hope that you got a new prescription under your tree this past year. If anybody didn't see it, it was pretty incredible, um, the display that Jess put on there. And I hope we don't see it later in the show or in like the clock series or anything. (laughs) I don't don't know if you will. Um, I got nothing under the tree. But I would like to just give an update on what we talked about last week with my child and my Santa debacle because I wasn't sure how to navigate around it. I don't really know what we did, but I think we did okay. Because we tried the cookie thing where you leave a cookie out for Santa, right? And my baby was all excited to like leave a cookie out. And he was very specific about the plate to put down whatever. So Christmas morning, we go out to like see if Santa came. Of course, the cookie was eaten. 
And I was waiting for him to be like, oh, Santa was here. And his, his response was to pick up a crumb that was left on the plate and walk over to the trash can and say, we throw this out. Wow. <laughs> so I think we did okay. What Hasht- a good kid. He's yeah. like a little drummer boy. I think Such we did all right. Kid. Hashtag parenting. Good job, Jess. <laughs> Thank you. That is so nice. He probably wouldn't even seen that crumb. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't have. <laughs> And heads up, you guys, we have another podcast dropping this week. There is a new episode of Agency Scoop with our CGO at Cypress North, Jill Fetcher. And she is joined by another member of our team, Matt Mombre, this week. I know he loves being on podcast. No, he hates it. <laughs> but he's good. He's really good at explaining. And in this this month's episode, it's about the web development process and pitfalls and areas to be concerned for, what you should do. And then there's sort of a lightning round of of things that might be helpful if you ever embark on a web design or web development project. At the beginning, Jill also talks about some profit sharing plans here at Cypress North in her, I don't know, soliloquy? What do you call it at the beginning? Monologue. Monologue. What's a soliloquy? Um, It's another Shakespeare thing. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, dost thou, Jill, does a good job at the beginning. (laughs) You can catch that wherever you're listening to this or at cypressnorth.com, the agency scoop. Getting into the main news this week, Meta announced that they are moving to an outcome, outcome-driven ad experience. I don't know why this is necessary, but they have an acronym for this, and it is ODOX. That's like ODOX? a bumper ODAX, sticker. Right? What is the difference? Uh, one sounds like something like uh, Kristen Bell would say, right? What? <laughs> What's wrong with her? <laughs> why do you need an acronym for like... It's like a, I don't understand. It's like a concept. I I didn't ask for this. Then I looked it up thinking maybe I was just behind on the times and it was like an industry term and all I got was Beyblades. Do you guys remember those? Yeah. There's Beyblades called Odox. Oh, Sammy's a fan. I'm sure that's not what they meant. Yeah. I think they're trying to make it a thing. It's like fetch. But why? But basically they are, and and also, first of all, let's take a step back because when are they officially rebranding as meta ads? Because this whole article where they made this announcement, Mm. they just avoid saying Facebook or meta ads, just like our ad platform. Just make the move or don't. Do that before you come up with new acronyms. It certainly is important. If you're going to go meta, go all in. So this is going to allow advertisers to select their designated business outcomes which are awareness traffic engagement leads app promotion or sales and the interface will guide advertisers to the most optimal campaign setup or creation paths to achieve that outcome quote confusion around objectives has been a noted pain point specifically advertisers do not understand which objectives to select to achieve their desired outcome during campaign setup and creation I was just screaming. At least they're acknowledging it. I feel like Google ads, if they made a change like this, they wouldn't acknowledge that the old way was bad. Like, they're not like, this was bad. They just somehow are like, yes. it's going to be great. The, you can't, they make it so unclear in the current experience. You can't use some bid strategies based on the objective you pick, but that's not clear when you're setting it up. And it is so frustrating. So I just have every hope in the world. I have not used this yet. I don't even know if it's really live yet. I hope that this fixes that because it is so confusing and not user friendly. And it's still like it, Google, to be fair, YouTube ads are still very similar. Video Where, ads are a horrid a, experience. It's awful. Horrid. Awful. By they the should way, come out and take a, take a page out of Meta's book. Yeah. They should Odax that ish. <laughs> and I made a really um, shameless plug. I bring this up all the time, but you always forget. I made this like really cool like map as part of my downloads for my book. 
our book and it has every campaign objective and it shows you like what bid strategy you can use what ad type you can use and it makes it really clear and if anyone wants it you can dm me or buy the book but it's really great or it'll be over on at marketing o'clock or in our community on discord community.marketingclock.com but that's not going to help you with facebook i wish it could (laughs) so they're consolidating what was 11 (laughs) objectives I didn't realize that was so funny. I snorted. Into six. I'm going to run through them again. I said them at the top. So they are awareness, traffic, engagement, leads, app promotion, and sales. So I think this is going to be a very welcome change. Maybe they have a new person working there that is helping the ad experience. But this is just making me feel good about the future of the ad platform. Um, They have a map about where all the old objectives, if you had them in the past, like what they are now. And we will have that. Uh, we'll have the article linked where you can get that in Discord and in our newsletter. So you can check that out. And then this announcement goes on to talk about the impact that this will have on the API and developers. So if that is a concern to you, we'll have that linked everywhere too. But I'm really hopeful that this is going to be a welcome change. I'm just being optimistic about 2022, you know? Yeah, it's our year. Um, yeah. What else is happening? All right. For this next story, let's play good news, bad news here. Mm. All right. So I'm going to read... Here comes the good news. The headline from George Wynn over at Search Engine Land. He writes, Google rolls out placement exclusions for smart shopping campaigns. Now here comes the lead, the bad news. It's unclear whether this feature will remain available once smart shopping campaigns are rolled into Performance Max campaigns in 2022. So why even do it? Is it a bug? (sighs) Right? Unbelievable. Um, and so from the article, George writes that the ability to include or exclude undesirable ad placements for smart shopping campaigns has been spotted in the Google Ads interface. Placement exclusions can be applied to the Google Display Network and YouTube according to the screenshot you can find over at Search Engine Land. It looks like what you would see normally in any type of display campaign. You can see app categories. You can see... Just Everybody can't see it. except Jess can see <laughs> <He's blind. laughs> different websites. And this is honestly huge. This is legit, really, really important because not only is it the fact that putting it into, I believe it was PPC Kirk that calls it not a black box, but a black hole, that there's the data there. It just goes into nowhere. And you have to think that many brands are very sensitive to where their information shows. And by allowing this, you are then allowing them to use something like a smart shopping campaign because you're giving that brand the lever to pull to say, no, I don't want to be over on marketingclock.com. There are a bunch of dummies over there or or whatnot. You know, and I think that's a huge deal because Mm -hmm. I'd imagine that is a big holdup for people converting over to smart shopping, aka PMAX campaigns. No. Performance so, max. I really dig it. And then I think for advertisers as well, um, especially being able to opt out of some of the mobile app specific categories, like AKA gaming categories. I mean, mm. if you're doing anything B2B and you're running a PMAX campaign, you know, you don't want to be on mobile apps. So I am so stoked for this. And George goes on to continue saying, we've reached out to Google for more details about this feature and we've not received a response to the time of the publication. So hopefully this is something that is here to stay. So I'm here for it. PMAX. I'm not here for PMAX. <laughs> I'm here for placement exclusions. 
now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up just for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. This week's take of the week comes from Son of Gorkai at Son of Gorkai on Twitter, Roshan and Brett Badofsky at Brett Badofsky on Twitter. Brett? Brett has a tweet where he writes, all I want for Christmas is for hashtag Google to update their partner reward site with some stuff I'd actually be interested in spending points on. More on that in a second. Hmm. And then Roshan responds saying, their t-shirt is so crappy that I now use it to wipe my car. <laughs> he's, he's got some zingers this year. He's Unbelievable. Wow. I am so glad to have found the son of Gorkai <laughs> in my life. Thank you, Roshan. And I'm just going to put it up on screen if you're watching on Spotify or on YouTube. You can see over on the partners site what they promise. There's like a Google Max. There's a Google... Um, home, a Google Home Max, I don't know what it's called, and like a bicycle. <clears throat> and that's what they show. Ex- like, And it says, earn exclusive prizes for your team. We got something like 12,000 points, which is a ridiculous number. And the best thing we can get is a vest <laughs> and a leather travel bag and a loop backpack that looks like it's put together with dental floss. <laughs> any of these None things. of it. And it's like... You no, can, but it's like everyone who's doing this is earning points as an agency right. and they're all like for one person. Are we going to pass this vest around? I guess the Jenga's good, but like we're all going to huddle around this mini umbrella. I know. It's raining everyone. <clears throat> I kid you not, the eighth best prize they have <laughs> is a small Google branded Jenga game. What are we doing? That should be the, it's 400 be the lowest. Like, what am I going to do? I'm going to buy 30 of these things? Oh, my goodness. It's unbelievable. I like the yoga mat. I mean, we're at this point, we're better spending a little bit of money on some Carnuba wax and buying the shirts like Roshan's doing. <laughs> I use it to my car. Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. I see why my people from Jeremy Moser at J Moser R double R on Twitter. He says, copywriting tip, use competitor reviews. Focus your marketing copy on what they value most. So the competitor review says mobile invoices look unprofessional. So if you're writing your own copy, you could say send beautiful invoices on the go. That's an amazing tip. Yeah, it's just like taking the pain, someone else's pain points and like using it to your advantage. Yeah, next time you get that writer's block, just look at some terrible reviews. They'll cheer the you up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, our competitors for our podcast could look at those reviews and be like, oh, we don't want to put people to sleep. We don't put people to sleep. Uh, we don't. Yeah. We wake them up. Yeah. You know what? Maybe we shouldn't spontaneously combust. Maybe in 2022. In our, yeah, in our episode. Here's hoping. Now it's time for this week's pew, pew. lightning round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social. First up in the paid universe this week, at Jason underscore Kint tweeted this week, Facebook's fraud lawsuit for Im- inflating its claimed reach for advertisers just posted 95 files, including a lot of evidence... DCN published to unseal includes internal email threads behind prior claims, 
looks damning, willing to prior threads in a bit. So he has a whole thread here. He posted this on December 23rd. I'm sure all of you were reading it, um, all the files all weekend where you were home for your Christmas break or if you were home with um, the Omarion variant, maybe you were checking it out. If not, he has a whole thread here. I'll give you a little bit of TLDR, he says. We also see Alex Schultz, who is now the CMO, breaking down the source of inflated reach, which follow-up docs show he accurately assessed as mostly due to number two, lying about age, and number three, fake or duplicate accounts, both listed as millions of the inflation. And then he also says in here that he knows firsthand he tried to shut down his account once and they encouraged him to make it inactive. Like I've never tried to shut down an account before, so I wouldn't know that. And then those accounts are included in the reach estimates on Facebook. So mm. it's just shady. Gross. It's a whole thread. You want to check it out. And another just great tweet you'll want to check out over your holiday break from Mike Ryan at Mike Ryan Retail. He says, PPC chat, a client asked if competition in Google shopping is rising. Indeed, they face three times more unique competitors at the ad group level in 2021 than 2019. An interesting client to review because they're a generalist selling across a dozen categories and hundreds of subcategories. That chart's that chart really speaks for itself. Like I bet Barry would love it. Yeah, and follow the tweet. I think Menahem and Ni talked about the fact that Shopify makes it very easy now to launch smart shopping campaigns. And if more of these auto bidding campaigns are launched, it's going to increase and inflate the price of CPCs due to the fact that it's all bidding for the same terms. Yikes. PPC Greg asked everyone what they thought about related videos. So I see why am I, you can show a list of related videos below a video ad on YouTube while it plays. He noticed that more people were clicking on related videos than they were clicking through to the website. So he says, on one hand, this is a true view for reach campaign. So growing the brand awareness through people clicking to more videos makes sense. On the other, I can't believe that many people would be interested in seeing another ad for the business while they're trying to watch something else. So it really depends on the goal. Like I think we do some video ads that would make a lot of sense for us to have related videos. But last time I checked, we were guessing that PPC Greg worked in the plumbing biz, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, why was that? Because he tweeted about people not searching for plumbing in different ways. Oh. How Google says there's like new ways to search for things. Right. So I'm of the mind that he, one of the pieces for plumbing. Which, I don't know what the other ones were and plan this out. But I don't know if it makes sense for Roto-Rooter to have like related videos. I don't, it, would it be like tutorials? I don't want to see that. Let me know, know how it turns out for you. BBC Maybe guys. it works for a plumbing parts center. Yes. <laughs> and congrats PPC Greg for hitting 1,000 followers in advance. And um, apologies in advance for uh, what you're about to hear on the Clockskers coming up. I'm I very thought you were going to say apologies for being at 999 because you <laughs> unfollowed him. <laughs> no, I'm just saying apologies for what I'm sure the audience voted against him. Oh. For mm. Greg of the Year. We'll see. And from Sean Ellie at SLE2134, the inspiration behind those beautiful stickers that you should have in your mailbox shortly. He says, this is the first time I'm seeing an ad limited due to past violations. So you admit it was a mistake and still refuse to show my ad. This is just crazy. 
he has that limited to past due to past violations in the delivery column. Then when he clicks to learn more, it says, if your ad was disapproved for an extended period of time and our enforcement system later decides that the policy no longer applies, we, Google Ads, by the way, <laughs> may keep the ad disapproved and classify the ad as a past violation. We do this to prevent you from unintentionally exhausting spend on old ads. In order to reactivate your ads, please follow the following steps and they tell you how to do it. That is just wild. That makes no sense. Like, leave the past in the past. I just love that we're doing this for you. They're yeah. trying to spin it. Like, we're helping you. We're not going to show something that you didn't, that you thought wasn't going to show. Shouldn't they know right away if something doesn't violate the policies anymore? If their also, policy like, detectors are good? If you get, so now you have to be on the lookout if you mm -hmm. ever get something overturned because there was a past violation. Is that what it's saying? Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. That is insanity. I hate it. Well, that's ever paid. On that note, <laughs> what's happening in organic? Well, Cloudflare has announced the most popular domains of the year, 2021. And spoiler alert, Google is not number one this year. Wow. The new number one domain of 2021, TikTok.com. Wow. They've passed Google, Facebook, Microsoft, Apple, Netflix, and Amazon. Last year, they were seventh on the list. They have shot up to number one. Unbelievable. That's crazy. Yeah. All right, next up from Mike Ryan. This is where I saw it. Mike Ryan on LinkedIn. And Saks Fifth Avenue is essentially separating their in-store business from their online business. And I did a little research here. Saks Fifth Avenue CEO Mark Metric stated Friday that the brick and mortar and e-commerce split of the luxury dealer it was helping it was it was helping to win extra buyers. And he goes on to talk about the fact that COVID really helped to accelerate online sales. And he says, if you're running a business today, you have to give people focus. I was running an or company, he said. I was either investing in stores or investing online. It seems like a weird problem. Mm -hmm. Like they're two different things. It's kind of two departments. Dumb, yeah. Dumbo? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> anyway, he said... He can now focus on improving Saks digital business and the counterpart, Larry Bruce, who oversees the stores, can do the same for a brick and mortar business. And I get it. You probably don't want to have one marketing department overseeing the two different things, but to split them off and put them as like an entity where they have a relationship with a completely different companies is weird. And then what Mike Ryan said is he's noticing a disturbing trend of retailers splitting off their e-commerce operations. To me, this is a regression to old ways of doing business and is neither in the interest of effective omnichannel operations nor CX. What do you think? Very hard for me to read these sentences in this context. The, cus the consumer is certainly the biggest winner. It's a fresh way of operating the industry. It is a promising way to develop the industry long-term. I'm going to get it in a way where it's like Fifth Saks Fifth Avenue is like on Fifth Avenue and has a physical location. But isn't that business going to not do well and then the online business is going to do yeah. really great? Mm -hmm. Like why? <laughs> Whoever got the brick and mortar there got the short end of the yeah. brick. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, it's interesting and I think it's really going to, Probably, again, like you can still buy things online and return it to the store and all that stuff. But I think you're going to see big segmentation, differentiation between online and in-store. 
interesting. Again, this is a slower news week. We're going to fire through it here. There's a new YouTube experiment that lets you jump to the most watched moments of a video, which is probably mm. going to be the Klaxkers and all the pomp and circumstance. Is that the right way to say it? I'm not yeah, a fancy that's guy. like graduation, yeah. right? What but is it? I think you could still use it. Pomp and circumstance. I wouldn't know. Okay. The, which is coming. So um, it is available only until January 7th for premium subscribers. And you can use the progress bar videos to see the most watched moments. All right. Next up from Zar Dario Zanani on in our Discord channel, Dario, who's been breaking news all 2021 here, he says, it's a small thing, but big usability improvement for Google Data Studio tables. Horizontal scrolling. He said he did not know when it was enabled, but you can now click a radio box to enable horizontal scrolling on tables, which is huge. It's, a, it's the little things, you know? Right. Sometimes you just want to make a, a column bigger, and you can do that, and then you can still scroll horizontally within the table. Unbelievable. I love it. I appreciate that. Thank you, Dario. And thank you, Data Studio. All right, next up from Data Chaz, another cool Christmas present is according to Charlie. He says, um, but it's from the Google Colab team this time. And he says, you can convert any data frame into an interactive table. That is filter, sort, and search any field at a click of a wand. And there'll be a GIF up on screen right now. If you're in Google Colab, and you want to turn something into a table, there's a simple wand button that does it automatically for you. So pretty cool for all you data nerds out there. All right, from Barry Schwartz, who we may be hearing a little later from in the Klaxers, we'll have to see. Google's April 2021 and December 2021 product reviews update was only targeting English language content. But John Mueller of Google said he suspects it will roll out to other languages in the future. Like, you don't know that? <laughs> you don't, John just say nothing if you don't know. You're just know. like avoiding saying anything. Mm -hmm. I know. It's just strange. You're like, oh, I don't, like, well, doesn't somebody know? Aren't you the public spokesperson? Weird. Anyway, Barry responded on Twitter and says there's some confusion. And Barry asked if, um, if it will be going out to other languages. And John said, I have no idea. Often we start with English and expand from there. We don't always announce all languages and countries, though. It's very rare that we do something and only keep it in one country and language. So if you don't see that yet in a different language, it may be coming, it may not be coming. Don't ask me and don't ask John. <laughs> uh, keep it here with Barry. He has a tweet where he says, Google Business Profiles for a product says a new mark as special to place the product at the top. Really cool. When you're adding a product in, again, you have another radio button there to mark something as special, and it will just go to the top of the page. All right. Bad news for Meta. The newsletter platform bulletin that they launched, the numbers have been released. How many people do you think are using the Meta newsletter product called Bulletin? I think they are two, and they are named... Mark and Priscilla Zuckerberg. <laughs> oh, and the dog. What's that little moppy dog's name? Do you remember? He's got one of those moppy dogs from like the oh, Beck. No. Right? Doesn't Beck have that Odalay cover? Beck's kids. They I might use it. Don't, Jess, you're like a 90s person. Like Beck Odalay. Not like a Beck person. Oh, okay. I think it, <laughs> somebody had a picture of a dog jumping, the mop dog. You know what I mean? Are you thinking of the shaggy dog, like column? Can you Google Beck Odalay while I'm doing this? Sure. Didn't we almost. But can I give you a guess on his numbers? wife as a client? Yeah, give me a yeah. guess on the numbers. Under 10K. Um, 115. Individuals? Individuals. Again, it is a limited release. Not everybody can hop on here. Yeah, but that's very limited. That's very There's limited. no way that's 100% And so adoption. the version says, um, 
The n- name of the article was Meta Releases Newsletter Platform Numbers, and it's good news for Substack. So, oh, I've again, seen this dog before. Right? Is it the back cover? Yeah. Okay. Would you like me to put it close to your face? Yeah, it's the Mappy Dog. Beck yeah. the Musician? Yeah. yeah. I just searched Beck's dog, and it came up. Anyway, <laughs> um, there was also a good tweet from Adam Singer, former Googler, and he had a tweet saying, uh, just going through a bunch of why Substack is important for any type of creator. And he had an old look at some of his blog posts where he created, um, I believe he had, what does he have? Almost 4 million page views, 10,000 clicks, and he made $7,000 and compares it to, you can get that if you can get uh, up to 100, I believe, paying Substack Um Subscribers. So again, a, a good look at that versus something like AdSense. I just found Mark Zuckerberg's dog celebrating Hanukkah. And he looks so cute. It's a moppy dog, right? What's the name of the moppy dog? Oh, that is cute. <laughs> what is the dog's name? Um, I don't know. Oh, this is a bad article. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. What happened to the dog? Uh, it was a rescue okay, dog, if I name? remember. Okay. He got it with Priscilla before their daughter was born. Those are important details, I yes. feel. That's all I know about the sacrifice. Beast. Beast. Okay. Beast. <laughs> all right. Well, next to a different type of beast, mm-hmm. a snake, um, Barry had an article over on Search Engine Roundtable, and this was a little bit spicy of an article, oh. but I would be really upset if I were this specific company. Um, Google Search won't rank sex toy companies for G-rated brand names, but Google Ads will. For the money. <laughs> so if you are a company like Adam and Eve or Jack and Jill, you will not have any exposure. And I did a few tests on this. Even have if exposure. You, <laughs> you will have no penetration into the circuits <laughs> if, if you even turn safe search off. So um, it, I, I tried every different way. I turned it off, turned it moderate. I could not get Adam and Eve to actually show up in the search engine results pages, which is pretty crazy. But you see big and bold adult toys, Adam and Eve, <laughs> as an ad. It's like, what are we doing? It's the same. Everyone sp- knows that's what's going to get the click regardless. I went to the same domain. Children are clicking that. It's Google.com. It's the same domain. Why are you letting one show up and not the other? Because one is paying. Yeah, but I some understand people are trying that. to pay and they're getting blocked for sure. But you're with clearly hands. you're clearly censoring things. We'll and get I to get, it. And I get that. I get you're censoring things, but make it a thing to say I agree with you. On this, if there's a child trying to figure out why women have pain in pregnancy or whatever that whatever happened, what is the name of that story? Like what? men die early or something, right? With Adam and Eve? Oh. Men die early, snakes is have to be on real? the ground. I thought it was something with the ribs. I thought they. I thought they like barbecue. I thought when they ate the apple, like the men. Got, oh, that's the really. original sin. That's why there's pain in childbirth, temptation, Actually, or something. I, right? This right? is right? her fault. Isn't that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went to. I think Catholic I. Something. I think I told you that my brother came and told me that while I was expecting he's seventeen, and he was like, you know, they told me it's cool today. Right. <laughs> Women have pain in childbirth because Eve ate the apple. And I, I thought like, that's why. That's like, hey, dude. <laughs> that's what. It, that's what. The, anyway, that's all you, boys school. That's yeah, right? still there if you hmm. search for Adam and Eve, but any of the products are gone. Um, and that another funny thing is, I was looking at the article on Search Engine Roundtable, and I'm like, some of these images that are pulled in, like, there's a lot of epidermis showing on some of these. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I zoomed in. I'm like, well, this one is like. If you keep scrolling down in the notes, there's oh, like nice. lots of 
chest areas showing with no yeah. clothes and then like <laughs> lots of man bits and then like little man bits. boy bits and stuff. It's I mean, why are you showing this? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't get it. Like I get, I would completely understand if they removed it from the ads, but imagine how much Adam and Eve has to spend on ads now. It's crazy. Whatever. Anyway, that's an organic bud. What's happening in social? And on the eighth day, we invented social. <laughs> All right. First up this week from Jonah Manzano at Jonah underscore Manzano on Twitter. He says, new live intro on TikTok, which shows introduction during live session. And he's got a screenshot here. There's a live intro option and you can essentially like type something up quick and easy for folks to read when they enter uh, your TikTok live. And I feel like that's a nice feature for folks joining late, kind of sets the stage, which is nice. Even nicer, though, is this Jonah fellow. I like his bio on Twitter. He's a musician by trade, it looks like. And then he just says, discovering new features on hashtag social media when I feel like it. <laughs> like, I feel like discovering new things. Let me go see what there is. He's like, not committing here one way or the other. No. I really like his cover photo there, too. I do, too. I feel like that he, you don't expect him to have the attitude that he just had there, yeah. but he's discovering new things. I like it. Welcome to social, Jonah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Jonah and the whale, is that like a Bible thing? Maybe. <laughs> Jonas. Oh, Jonas. My right? name is. Jonas and the whale. Jonas. You, you fella got eaten by a whale. No, it says it's Jonas and the whale. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, Jonas is from Weezer. It's from the Weezer song, which I just assumed aligned with the Bible perfectly. <laughs> now, that's the one that got swallowed. And <clears throat> I remember as a kid seeing like somebody with a, with a candle inside a whale. I'm like, how does this work? And it tickles his uvula, right? Something like or that. Or is that Pinocchio? You. I don't know what that is. It doesn't look good for Jonah. <laughs> anyway, if he feels like it, maybe he'll have some more updates for us in 2022. Next from social media today, TikTok tests a new repost option to boost the distribution of clips. I can't believe you said tickles the uvula after that last article. <laughs> That's the part though, right? Like man bits. The, thing, the punching bag in your throat, the uvula? Is that correct? Unfortunately. Yeah. The punching bag in your throat. Okay. <laughs> It's been a long year, folks. <laughs> <sighs> TikTok, repost option. Currently just a test. Not available to all users, but it does give me hope because we still do not have this feature in Instagram. And Instagram is essentially a TikTok clone at this point. So maybe in 2022, we won't have to use a separate app to repost things on Instagram. From 2019 and forever BFF of the show, Glenn Gabe, he tweets, Sounds like the Oculus VR headset did well this holiday season. I wonder how many are motion sick now. Happy face, arrow. How the metaverse won Christmas. And he's sharing an article from CNBC and shows a screenshot where Oculus is the number one app. And the article says, app store rankings aren't perfect, but they offer a good snapshot of how, a po how popular a given app is at a moment in time. It's also a good peek into technology trends every Christmas as folks activate all their new gadgets. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Like, I didn't know that he was working for CNBC now. I thought he was just Hotels.com. But like, yeah, if something's trending in the App Store, it's probably trending in real life, too. It's not a knock to Glenn, just <laughs> CNBC. Nobody cares about Oculus. Nobody cares. Well, most people care. It's trending. I, I mean, don't Did care. you guys get one for Christmas? I didn't. Who did? I didn't. Know. It's Lots the future, and yeah. it's the number one app. No. People don't want to be here anymore. I want to be here. It's the only place I know. No, but... IRL. I genuinely don't understand like who is 
Is it kids that are buying it? I don't know. Everybody. People just want, they want to get to the metaverse. Like gamers? They're done They're done with, with the physical world. Can you buy like, can you play like NBA 2K in there or is it like? Yeah, I think okay. you can, I think you can do that. I think you might be able to see Billy Lush in there. Madden's. Mm. Too soon, I see, in peace. I do like that it's on your face. I feel like I'd be able to see that. So you can really play. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't get it. Like, is it kids? Like, you can play any video game in there? Like, what? I, I just picture Jess has an Oculus <laughs> on, and it's like on her head, and she's just taking it <laughs> and smushing it forward. Like I, read. <laughs> I can read. I can't see. You're blind. Yeah, okay. I can see. I can see. I'm going blind. All right, that's that's it. This may be the world record for the shortest social lightning round ever. Not a lot of news in Q5. Now it's time for this week's WTH. Misguided. You're like, who does that? <laughs> Just get rid of it. I'm over it. Where we rant, rave, and roll our eyes about a trending digital marketing topic. What are we coming to? Honestly. See what had us asking. W-T-H. This week. Via the BBC Amazon has updated its Alexa voice assistant after it challenged a 10-year-old girl to touch a coin to the prongs of a half-inserted plug. So this little lady asked Alexa to give her a challenge to do. I guess if you keep reading it, it sounds very wholesome. It says she was home from school for the day and her and her mom were asking Alexa for like physical challenges. And Alexa would be like, like double dare. Do some burpees or something. Like she said it was to replace Jim. Like, it, it sounded nice. Sure, yep. And then Alexa replied, plug in a phone charger. Should I try to be Alexa? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> oh, no, this is going to be bad. Plug in a phone charger about halfway into a wall outlet. Then touch a penny to the exposed prongs. <laughs> I would not and listen to that. And if anybody's listening, like, don't do it. It's not going to kill anybody, which is nice, but it's going to yeah, shock you. Like children should it's not going to feel good. Yeah. Well, so apparently the girl's mom shouted, no, Alexa, no. Like you think she'd yell at the little girl. <laughs> no, Debbie. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like you're scolding the robot. <laughs> so then she tweeted about it and Amazon said that as soon as they were alerted to this, they fixed the problem. But I'm sorry, it could have been too late. Yeah. The dangerous activity, this is some background, the dangerous activity known as the Petty Challenge began circulating on TikTok and other social media websites about a year ago. How stupid are we? And why is Alexa surfacing this? TikTok.com. It's the number one domain. Not the number one app, though. Yeah. So then, this is how stupid we are. This article from the BBC then closes out by, like, talking about why it's dangerous and why you shouldn't do it as if we didn't already know. So they go to a fire station to get a comment. (laughs) Quote, I know you can lose fingers, hands, and arms. And that is from Michael Klusker, station manager at the Carlisle East Fire Station. You can lose them, sure. Doing what? Also, it seems like you didn't need the fingers and hands part, right? You could have just been like, you could lose your arm. Yeah. Because if you lose your arm, your hand is gone and your fingers are gone. You could have saved yourself a couple words. Mm -hmm. Or like fingers, hands, or arms would have helped. I would just like to use this as an opportunity to say that I'm currently really upset with Amazon. I ordered something from them and it delivered to me. I got the notification. Open the box. The box is completely empty. <laughs> wow. So they're on my list. Usually people like steal the stuff and put dog food in it and return it or something like that. It's usually not empty. Oh, you empty think somebody box. stole it? And was it was it ripped? No. I, no. I didn't see anyone on my ring video doorbell. Hmm. Okay. Well, I did see that one guy peeing. You should you should <laughs> Maybe <laughs> interrogate <have> him. <laughs> 
And that brings us to our real life segment. Straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for working hard or hardly working. I have noticed some just really dumb things because I've been working in Microsoft ads a lot lately about just the user experience. So if you're running an automated rule, you have to go to the campaign view and press automate. You can't just do it from the main view. I might have already said that. But then with negative keyword lists, you can't add a negative keyword to the list from the search term report. Like you can add a negative keyword at the campaign or ad group level, but I don't see an option to add it to a negative keyword list at all. And then you try to go to your list from the campaign view. You can add a list to that campaign from there, but you can't create a new list or add to a list. You have to go to the shared library. It's it's really stupid. And they just need a little bit of help, okay? And I'm here to help them. Greg? And for me, I have just something that's hardly working is reporting by goal in HubSpot. I'm trying to pull a report about where the actual conversion occurred in what form and the out of the box reporting stinks on hubspot i don't know why you can't do that i don't know why people don't want to do that i don't know what hubspot's doing i'm a fan of hubspot but just trying to pull the report by the form filled it, i don't know it's just it, it's impossible so i'm just going through and i have to find the first location of conversion and all this stuff it's just annoying so uh, one gripe with hubspot something else super annoying hardly working i've talked about it in weeks past, we just launched a massive site with content in different languages for different regions. So I went into Search Console to make sure that my hreflang tags were all in order because you can see errors there. Apparently, this is a legacy tool. It's found under international targeting. That's all fine, but legacy reports and tools are not available for domain properties. What? It makes no sense. So I had to create a URL prefix level property with their preferred domain just to check my hreflang tag, why would you move that tool? That's a, I need this. I had to wait days for data to populate. I got what I needed, but like you're pushing everybody to the domain, like if you can, pushing everyone to the domain level, level property. I, why would you remove that? That's a very important yeah, this report. Like something you should figure out. Yeah. Very negative 10 a year here. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that was me too. <laughs> And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's Cool Tool is the Redirectinator, a URL redirect monitoring spreadsheet from the Tech SEO. All you have to do is fill in a column of your starting URLs, which are the pages to be redirected, and then their target URLs. From there, the spreadsheet will auto-populate columns with data for the result, whether it's good or bad. The status code, including any and all steps in redirect chains if they're present, account of the number of redirects in place, as well as the final URL where the user would land, whether it's different from your target or not. You can even enter credentials to check redirects if you have something, say, in staging that's behind a login. It's totally free, and it's a huge time saver for anyone checking redirects manually. It's also a nice way to monitor redirects that are implemented, say, by one of your client's other vendors without having to bug your client to check in on things. So we'll have a link in our newsletter as well as on Discord. Pick your poison and check it out. And now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed, we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. And this week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from John Chihada over on News Dash with a Z. And he has an article called The Top News SEO Trends and Predictions in 2020. 
and he went out and crowdsourced the top 14 predictions. If you do anything with news SEO, you can hear from not only John, Lily Ray, Barry Adams in it, Greg Jarbo. Ooh, maybe you'll hear about him on Greg of the Year coming up. Barry Schwartz and Claudio uh, E. Baraba from the New York Times. A great article if you are into news SEO. Thank you, John. All right, that does it for the news. It is still officially marketing o'clock. We got to go get changed. It's time for the third annual Clockskers. the 2021 Clockskirt Awards, everyone. We are here in front of a live studio audience of one. That audience <laughs> is Sammy Hansen. Uh, this was once called the most prodigious award show in digital marketing. That was said by Greg Finn this morning, right? I was tweeting a picture of my powdered <laughs> eggs that I was eating in order to be fueled for this most honorable of shows. And I auto-corrected it to whatever I tweeted. <laughs> I think the word still applies, though. I looked it up. Okay. So I meant uh, to do that. <laughs> we have some awards to give out. The awards themselves are small. The sentiment is big. We are um, honoring some of our favorite follows on Twitter, some of our favorite people in the industry. We are shaming some of our least favorite ad platforms. And we have some really exciting things to get to here. So obviously, this is a swanky affair. We all got dressed up. Some of us look better than others. We have a beautiful new set, and we are so excited to get into this. And so, one of the bright lights here, too. <laughs> yes. Bright lights, big city yes. for 2022. Greg, why don't you take it away with the first award of the night? All right. Our first award this year was the biggest win of the year, and the nominees are Google Ads allowing you to dismiss recommendations the new Google Ads campaign experiments, some search queries return, monthly spend limits in Google Ads, getting an actual ads liaison, and the delay of third-party phase-out in Chrome. And how do we want to do this? Do we want to open an envelope or are we all casting votes? I don't have an envelope. Yeah. Okay, let me open the envelope here. And the winner of the biggest win of the year, which this is actually the biggest win of the year, but it is Google Ads allowing you to dismiss recommendations. Yes, without affecting the partner's Absolutely. And without having your clients ask why your Opti score is so low, you can just get rid of it and save yourself some time. So congrats. Yeah, some great nominees there, though. Obviously, Jenny is such a welcome addition. Having an ads liaison has made all the difference. But then some of these, like the monthly spend limits, the new campaign experiments, I haven't gotten to use yet. But the monthly spend limits, it's like they acted like that was going to be such a big thing. And then nothing happened. Like, I haven't and gotten to use it. I don't some know if anyone win. has. <laughs> Not us. And some search queries returned. Yeah, like, 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 like two. Yeah, it was like bare bones. <laughs> it's sad if these are candidates for biggest win, though, right? Like, it's been a year. Yeah. yeah we're, all, we're all losers. Yeah. But dismissing <laughs> recommendations, welcome change. 
Okay, so now uh, we're going to get a little negative here. <laughs> Biggest loss of the year. The nominees are ATT, expanded text ads going away, Microsoft Manual CPC, or the loss of Broadmatch Modified. And I don't know about you guys, I think the winner is, or the loser, <laughs> the loss of Broadmatch Recently, particularly on Microsoft advertising for me, like the new phrase match oh, yeah. is a joke. Yes, I, I concur. And that is quite the loss that yes. we all faced. Broadmatch modified, gone, forever in our hearts. Not forgotten. RIP in peace. The next category is the most copied feature. <laughs> I love that you have this one. It's like you were always talking about this. It's fitting. This is all I talked about all year long. And there's only three nominees here. Stories, short form video, and audio rooms. Drum roll, please. It was ridiculous how many times I had to break the same news. The winner here for most copied feature of 2021 is audio rooms. And the craziest thing about it is like nobody cares about them anymore. No, and we spend it's so over much time already. talking about it. Nobody cares about anything. <laughs> Everybody's abandoned the clubhouse. Everything's uh. over. All right. And our next category is this year's biggest drama. Number one, the page experience update. Number two, the zero clicks report. I believe it was over on SparkToro. Number three, what if performance advertising is a scam? That was also I, I believe that was <laughs> It's almost like somebody uses a link bait, clickbait to, uh, to promote things. And the winner of the biggest drama this year has, it has to be the page experience update. It was so drama. When people were asking if they should remove all images from their site and get rid of Google Analytics and like get rid of like, hey, maybe we don't have a form here and we don't have any way for anybody to convert. That was by far the biggest drama where everybody lost their collective minds, um, except us three at this table and all of the wonderful listeners out there. Yeah, of course. Okay, this is one of my favorite awards every year. It is so competitive. The next category is for the best named Google search update. I like we're still doing this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like three years. It's the most loved category. Third annual. Third okay. annual. And the nominees are, these are in no particular order, not even like sequential. I don't know how they <laughs> ended up this way. They seem like they almost are. Till the end. Curveballs. <laughs> okay. The December product review update, the November spam update, the July 2021 link spam update, the July 2021 core update, the page experience update, the June 2021 core update, and the November product reviews update. Oh, this is such a nail biter. I know. I, I, I'm sweating. I don't know what I'm going to pick. I've been debating <laughs> all gonna day. <laughs> I'm going to go with the June 2021 core update because June is like such a nice time of year. You know, we were all excited about it. We didn't know it was about to be like, completely reversed and just like <laughs> undone in July. You know, it, it was such an exciting time. We didn't know about all the updates ahead. So I'm just going to pick it for the best name. Okay. And I'm going to go with the July 2021 core update because it reminds me of the July 2021 link spam update and the June 2021 
core update as well. So I'm going July 2021 core update. Jess? I feel like I have to tiebreaker here. Yes. And I just want to say hashtag annotate your summer <laughs> one more time. <laughs> um, mm, man. <laughs> I, you know what? July had two chances. I'm going to vote for June, the underdog, right. the June 2021 core update. Best name. Also, yep. It wait, was a good name. I kind of want to change was. my vote. Just well, the shoot, they, they have, broke the tie. They put December in the name of one. Like you could have at least changed the name that one time and like tried to pull one over on us. They just don't care. <laughs> You're going to put December in the name. Well, July is in the name of everything else. Yeah. But December, they, remember they said they weren't going to do one in December. Oh, yeah. So mm. it's just like insult to injury. All right. Okay, so what's the winner then? It's you, whatever you, you pick. You pick, Jess, the winner. I'm sticking with June. Okay. Sticking with them. All right, next up is WTH of the year. Facebook becomes meta. <laughs> Google ads simplifies, in quotes, keyword matching. The GPT pickup lines <laughs> from our April 2nd episode. We have to pay, play a clip for that one. Yeah. For sure. All right. And we'll go back in time yeah. and we'll play an episode from April 2nd here with the GPT pickup lines written by AI. Here it is. So here's a pickup line from Babbage. In your best Albert Einstein voice, I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> Wait, what? That's the, the pickup first line. part was part of it, right? The Albert yes, Einstein was, was part was of the part line. Of it. That was part of it. He's saying, "Wait, what?" Your pickup line He's is: saying, you get your best Albert Einstein voice, and you say, "I wouldn't change." Thing. Is that what he said? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. So just an abruptly German accent. You just ask. Oh, uh, yeah. You just say, "I wouldn't change a thing." Can so, you imagine if someone came up to you in a bar and said, "I wouldn't change a thing"? <laughs> in a German say. accent. <laughs> and don't and don't look if you're looking at this now. Don't peek ahead. So here's the next one from Babbage. And this one says, will you marry me? And and here's here's the explanation that it gives. Babbage says, this is a simple one. This line is super effective for anyone because it's literally, will you? It is very powerful and intimate. You can do it without even being asked. You can just give a long speech about your dreams of marriage and it will be powerful to your crush. (laughs) (laughs) And our last nominee for WTH of the Air the Facebook outage. Yeah, that was a great one too. The memes were so good. <laughs> Some of these weren't actually featured as WTHs. Like the Facebook outage was the main story. That's but true. they're just stories that had a saying, WTH. That's a good point. But I think we got to go with what's all the rage still. Facebook becomes Meta. Just <laughs> <laughs> the whole rollout. The sweet baby rays in the background uh, of the announcement. Everything about it was yep. just chef's kiss. So good. The fact that no one can pronounce it. The fact that in the announcement, there was literally no gameplay shots of what it's like in an Oculus. It's all just a fake world. Unbelievable. <laughs> Screen images are simulated. Okay, now we're going to get to the fun stuff. We are going to recognize some of you in the community for some of your best slash worst tweets about specifically about the ad platforms. This is a new category this year, but I just feel like we're talking so much about support being an absolute joke, the approval and disapproval process being a complete joke. So I just have a category for this is real things that happen to real people in the community. And we just need to dignify it by either awarding you for your sadness or (laughs) I, I don't know. I hope this helps. Okay. So the first nominee, big friend of the show here is Lawrence Chassie. 
He said, a draft that never went live. This should be an insightful conversation. I redacted the rep's name to protect the innocent. Gotta love automated systems. And the email says, hi, Larry. Oh, they're more familiar with him than Twitter. (laughs) Blank here, your Facebook marketing expert. I see you've recently completed your campaign and I'd like to share campaign results. Below is a highlight of your results. Total impressions, zero. Total clicks, zero. Click-through rate, (laughs) 0.0. And then Lauren says, here's an idea. If impressions equal zero, do not send the email. So sad. Next nominee, Chelsea Bradley. Chelsea says, can you leave this response from Facebook after a month of disputing them, disabling an ad account for no reason? Everyone hates you and you did this for no reason and you're trying to be funny. And Tara Bang. And here is the... Oh, she's doing it again. <laughs> Sorry, <Jeff. laughs> Laptop to face. You could click on the tweet and make it bigger. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know how to use computers. Okay. <laughs> it says, hi, Chelsea. This is blank from Facebook. She didn't blank it out, but I am. Concierge support. Thanks for your patience while we have reviewed the ad account. As promised, I am following up with you as I have heard back from our dedicated team. I do not know how to sugarcoat this, so I will just say it. Your ad account will remain restricted as it has violated advertising policies. I know this is not the response you were hoping for, but I am afraid such is life. Like I said in the chat, I am just the messenger. Don't hate me. Dot, 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 dot. I am just kidding. I have great news. So great that it is perfectly splendid. Your ad account was reviewed and activated. Woohoo! Break out the champagne and celebrate. We have the champagne, but we're not celebrating. No, that is insane. This is the worst thing I've ever heard. All right, our next nominee is the son of Gorkly at Ra- at son of Gorkly on Twitter, Roshan, and he says, "So this is happening. I'm letting this ticket be open and see how long it takes for the bot to understand this is crazy, or how long it will take for someone in Google to actually pay attention." And there is a ticket that he tweets this on November 30th, 2021, and this ticket started on March 2nd. And each time they say, "We'll get back to you." And it's gone from March 2nd all the way to November 30th, and he's got the receipts. I'd like an update. Yes. <laughs> and we heard it from him earlier in the show. Next nominee from Queen of Spice, Pamela Lund, at Pamela underscore Lund on Twitter. LMAO, this product just got disapproved by Facebook for overly sexualized positioning <laughs> and <laughs> promoting the of animals. You guys, pull that one. Oh my goodness. There's a lot going on here, right? Oh, this one was so good. And it's the classic, like, man in a t-shirt. He's not real. He's like CGI advertising this long sleeve t-shirt. And you 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 literally couldn't get a more milk toast image than this. This looks like <laughs> if you kept scrolling up to the head, it'd be Steve Jobs. Yes. Right? Yes. It's like it's just like a black shirt. It probably and is jeans. Steve Jobs. It's insane that something like that could be flagged. Promoting the sale of animals. animals. He's just got the awkward hands. It's not even like, <laughs> he's not even making any sense. It's, it is the most vanilla image you could ever imagine. There's what? no positioning at all. Never mind overly anything. What if there's a violation for awkward hands? <laughs> that at least would be honest. <laughs> Put it in there. Uh... Next candidate, Akvila DeFazio, she shared something from Work and Social, they said. And 
Uh, she said, sad it's needed, but this is great. And then she shares a screenshot of a Spotify playlist. Songs for when you need to contact Facebook Help Center. And I'll just read the, the song titles here. You Perfect. can you can check out check out the full screenshot if you want. I'm going to read them in order. Please. I just need you to work. Why is this f***ing hard for you? Is that song? That's a song. <laughs> it's explicit. And then Thank You by Dido. I know that one. And then Hope to Hear From You Soon. <laughs> and it, it's really just... <sighs> That's so great. I, I should love not the need this playlist. Yeah. It, it's good creativity, and it, unfortunately, it resonates with folks, and that's very, very sad. Yeah. We got to listen to some of those songs. This is definitely our most explicit episode ever. Just me. All right. And our next nominee comes from PPC Greg at PPC Greg on Twitter. And PPC Greg says, What's the best way to monitor, clean up Facebook ads comments? Used to be going through preview, but that doesn't work anymore for videos. And then Menachem Ani responded saying, have you tried the associated pages inbox? It's the page inbox, URL inbox, and the link is um, up on the screen if you're watching on Spotify or YouTube. And then PPC Greg responds, your solution is 1,000% more than Facebook's. And Facebook says, log out, <laughs> clear cache, relaunch browser slash login. Try another browser if it's still the same error or device. Use incognito. <laughs> Great advice for your broken ad platform. Thank you. Benicham, you have a, a, a job offer over at Facebook uh, support. <laughs> Don't take it. Don't do it. We need you. And our final nominee here for ad platform fail is from David Kyle. This is another amazing disapproval. At David Kyle on Twitter, he said, this image just got popped for partial nudity. Will the appeal button work? film at 11 <laughs> and he has a man just he has like a, a washable glove on and he's washing his car there's no partial nudity it is his arm and you can see his sleeve peeking out at the yeah. top it's not even a naked arm right it's just a little bit of epidermis there <laughs> just a little bit it's a lot I guess of it, it's partial but... like but then this is partial nudity. so is this yeah chef's got her shoulders out <laughs> we're gonna get flagged <laughs> And the winner of the Ad Platform Fail Award, or really the loser in this case, I'm so sorry for your troubles, is Chelsea Bradley with the Jokester oh. Facebook rep. That is just unbelievable. That person, <laughs> I hope they were like just done with Facebook and quitting their job and this is yeah. the last email they sent. It's their mic drop. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> the gall. That was just awful. Congratulations, Chelsea. But again, everybody there, everybody in this category was Lost. a loser, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> mm -hmm. We all are. And the next category we have here is for rant of the year. This is kind of us um, pumping ourselves up a really Greg because he does all the rants. Mm. Do I? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh -huh. one of them here is me. So we're going to have to play some clips here for you guys. But the first nominee is this was while I was out. And I just this is such a treat to hear. This was such a layered story because first of all, right before I left, we had an amazing marketing talk breaking down the changes of this big passage bank base ranking with Cindy Crum and Casey Gillette. It was so good. And then basically Google came out and just was like, never mind. The screenshot <laughs> we shared was fake. We lied to you. Like everyone had been freaking out about it. I also for weeks. Me messaged somebody on the Google team asking if they would be willing to come on the show and was turned down. Mm. But and yes. then 
after all that, Greg's like, I'm so mad about this. He's going on and on. And then the part of the rant we're going to play is it, to add insult to injury. He realized that the screenshot they shared as an example about UV glass was like a complete lie. It was wrong. It was wrong. <laughs> it was wrong. And again, there was that very nice woman who introduced it and showed the difference, the visual difference. And then I just looked it up to see exactly how it would fire. And it fires for incorrect answers. Unbelievable. Roll the clip. I hate that example that they gave from an image standpoint and the fact that they're confused and saying that this might not might not be the best way to do it yeah it's the worst way to do it (laughs) and then it's we don't have much news today so it's also incorrect the image that they gave the the content is incorrect there's no such thing as uv glass oh the question is how can i determine if my house windows are uv glass and you, you can't do that that's like saying how do I determine if my if I have UV lotion? So it's it's like you, you don't put UV in glass. You don't have you block things out. There's there's something called low E glass, which is a low emittance coating that can block specific UVA light from coming through. There's no such thing as UV glass. And when you look at it, the answer they pull through is incorrect. In this example, so I'm going through and I'm like, how is this different? How did this earn the featured snippet result? It came from this forum. The forum thread got closed because people started arguing back and forth and discrediting everybody else. And the the answer in this stupid feature snippet example they gave says, when it's dark, hold a lit match or lighter close to the glass in your window. Look at the reflection of the flame in the window and you should see either two or three flames in the reflection. If you see two flames in the reflection, then your windows don't have low E coating. That is not how it works. You need to hold a lighter up. You need to get both of the flames there then you need to turn your head to turn the two flames into multiple flames and you need to be able to see they'll start once it starts bouncing off different portions of the glass in the low e coating you'll then see four different things and you look if there's a different color in there it's not just you see you hold the light up you see two things you don't have low e glass it's a terrible answer it's a terrible result and if you go through and you read the thread you find it got closed and the final answer in this specific thread was Agree with me or disagree with me. I don't care, but don't ever call me a liar. and Don't ever accuse me of trying to suggest something to someone because there's ultimately some sort of gain in it for me. So that's the result they're highlighting. That's the after. And that's Google Passages for you. Happy 2021. I'd like to make a nomination for Rant of rant the Year. Rant of the Year right there. <laughs> and it's the first day. Oh, my goodness. I keep getting things wrong. No. And we were wrong on it, but it was a bad example. Not our fault. I'm still fired up about that. <laughs> I am still like actually mad we put that one article out and that they, I'm just, that everything was wrong about that. Terrible. Okay, next nominee for rant of the year is the rant. This one was me and Greg going back and forth about the keyword match changes. This is another kind of a long rant, but we got certain gems from this article about how they're making keyword matching easier and more uh, predictable. Mm. Quotes like, if you're using broad match with smart bidding, there's no benefit to using the same keyword as another match type. And they have to differentiate between exact and identical match all over the place. Also, everything is just terrible. They act like they're making it simple, but then they usually, they actually use the terminology. If X, Y, and Z happens that we just talked about, there's still a chance that your keyword could be matched with another one. It was so bad. Can I nominate this for rant of the year? This one right <laughs> yeah. here? Yeah. <laughs> this is it's all coming back to me. Roll the clip. Celine. 
Greg wrote a whole blog about this. You literally, like, she responded to this and you just couldn't sleep that night. Like, I, no, I, I, I was awake. I'm like, how can you say this? And it, that is that is very bad blanket information. Yes. And she qualifies it with TCPA or TROA. I know The she article did. does not. That's not what smart bidding is. And what she's saying isn't even a bidding term. It's now maximize conversions with target ROAS yeah. or maximize or maximize conversion value with target ROAS. I feel like it's so Everyone insane. else besides you is trying to pretend that that announcement didn't happen. You like won't let it go. Like, including Jenny. I can't. You're, you're, you're saying to not use exact match if you have broad match. And that is a ridiculous statement to make. Yeah. There's a million reasons why it's in the blog. I'm still mad. But that was a great headband I was wearing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the next nominee, this was another uh, Greg gem. This is when people for Page Experience Update were blocking, they were considering blocking countries that had slow internet. Oh my God. To improve their core web vitals. This is why the Page Experience (laughs) was the winner earlier in the show. This is unbelievable. That you, you you have slow internet, so you're blocked. Unbelievable. Roll the clip. Because everybody is absolutely cracked out of their minds about the stupid core web vitals, and that's apparently what everybody cares about. Instead of making good content, having good site structure, and doing actual things, and like actually building your site, and putting a schema like Glenn Gabe does... So everybody's obsessed with these core web vitals to the point where people are saying, let's block countries with slow internet. But don't mm. block Googlebot. Googlebot. That's what we learned oh, last but, week. But <laughs> why? We were going to block a country because you set this guideline up in your algorithm. People are now going to block countries because they have slow internet. That A, that's just depressing at, at surface level. And then B... You just need to be be like, you just need to be better about it. How can you not, how how is that your answer? You can't be like, we're going to look at it and judge it based off of a location area. It's just, it's, it's why, it's why you can't get a link anymore. You can't, you can't contribute to an article and take a half hour out of your time and give a interview and then even get a link back because editorial places won't link to you. And now we're sitting here blocking countries because they have slow internet. It's just, it's insanity. It's insanity. I can't. I, and then, like, what kind of morons are like, let's just block. Like, everybody. It's so stupid all around. <laughs> Repeating everything we're saying. I don't care. It's okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm still mad. I we am should, too. We should call this the I'm still mad I'm still award. Mad. That's actually yes. pretty good. Yeah. Unbelievable. Okay, this one. Oh, my gosh. This one is the most dangerous. The last <laughs> one was really bad, too. This was an example where Google was surfing, surfacing results on the Google Assistant and audibly telling people what to do if they're around someone with a seizure and they like cut the word not out of the beginning and gave all the advice of what you're not supposed to do when yes. somebody's having a seizure. It's so bad. Play the clip. And you're, you're, li- you're, you're out there, right? And you're using your assistant and you're trying to get literal life-saving information and it is telling you the thing that will kill somebody. This is like why they hype up assistance is like a situation like this, like how nice that you could just call out and get advice and they're giving you bad advice. No. You know what's going to happen with this? Absolutely nothing. Nothing is going to happen. Nothing is going to change. Google doesn't care. Nobody over there gives a heck about anything. What should happen is anything in a health vertical, anything in any of your your money, your life stuff that you penalize webmasters for and you make such a big stink about, you're not going to do anything about it. You're going to keep using your crap machine learning that many times gets it right, 
But in the 1% of times it gets it wrong, you're going to kill people and you're not going to do anything about it because it's easier to do the automation and think of everything else and all these websites like parasites and keep people on the page, keep them scrolling down. Nothing is going to happen from this. And people, except the fact that people are going to die because you think it's easier to keep people on your site and you'll make more money than sending them over to healthcare.utah.edu and you're wrong. You're wrong and it's bad and I feel terrible about it. But Google doesn't care. <laughs> I hope nobody was injured. Are you still mad about this? Yes. <laughs> okay, and then final nominee for Rant of the Year. Um, we're going to go with Greg's rant about the zero-click drama. This started with a study that said almost 65% of Google searches ended without a click, and it ended with someone telling America's sweetheart Danny Sullivan to eat their farts. <laughs> <laughs> the part that I took umbrage with. Nonetheless, it seems probable that if the previous panel were still available, it would show a similar trend of increasing click cannibalization by Google. How would you know that? Yeah, why? Yeah, it sounds like there was like an idea that they wanted to get to <laughs> and then worked backwards from there rather than starting with Dana. <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to prove my point. <laughs> how could anybody read past this sentence? Oh well, seems gosh. probable. Like It seems right probable you can like, say anything. that if the panel was available, yeah. it would show a similar trend. And I see that and I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. I, I, I understand everything is in there. I'm out. Okay. And we're still laughing. <laughs> we're still laughing at that one. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, Greg, you pick the winner. <laughs> All right. I'm I am I think I'm still the most I, I'm I'm biased. Let's all cast a vote. My vote is going for the passage-based ranking. Because not only did they get everything in the announcement wrong, like we mentioned, the actual information that they shared is like their shining jewel was also incorrect. And they made us look bad. Okay. Um, I changed my vote since reading through my nominees, as I did earlier. I'm going to go with the seizure one, because a lot of these other ones only affect nominees, only affect um, SEOs, maybe. Mm -hmm. But this one had, like, real-world implications. Like, people could have gotten seriously harmed. Yeah, and we didn't yeah. include the earlier Alexa um, example that we had in the regular show from earlier. Yeah. Because it just didn't make the cut because we are already done But it's, enough, it's the same Bad thing. things are happening. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Jess. Oh, man. I feel like we're supposed to vote for the, the best rant, though. Right? Sure. How, it's just <sighs> rant of the year. It's whatever you want to do. I, the I'm still mad at work. I don't know. I feel like we were pretty fired up about all of these things, but passage-based. Greg was very angry, and he gets angry, so I'm going passage-based, although this is a lot of really bad things that happen <laughs> here, and I feel like they're all winners, and again, we are all losers, but if we got to pick a winner, passage-based ranking. Hey, and the loser is passage-based ranking. Congratulations. <laughs> all right. Next category here is the best ads follow. And this is a little different than we've done in the past. This is about any type of digital advertising in general, the larger picture. We're Not trying just... to give more people trophies, okay? Yes. <laughs> and we do have <laughs> physical so trophies nice. that yeah. are going to be making it out to everybody. So <laughs> it just takes a while. <laughs> you got to wait a bit. All right. And the nominees for best ads follow are AJ Wilcox, Andrea Cruz, Akavila DeFazio and David Herman. 
And I already said drum roll, please. So roll something else. The winner is David Herman, aka at Herman Digital. But really, y'all should be following every single person on this list. Yeah, this is where everybody turns into winners. Everybody's again. a winner. This yeah. is from here on out. It's nothing but winners. No, we still have take of the year coming up. Yeah. Oh, but I guess next take couple is good, but sometimes they're take. negative. They won the okay, take. got it. The next award is for the best paid search or PPC follow specifically. And the nominees are PPC Greg, Sean Ellie, Julie Bacini, Brett Badofsky. Oh, Brett. Brett. And PPC Kirk. And for this one, we are going to go with someone who has been tried and true, always a steady, consistent force in PPC chat. She is PPC chat. But this year, she got a little spicier, a little sassier. I'm gonna saltier. give this, yeah. Mm. I'm gonna give this award to Salt J, Julie Bacini at Neptune Moon, winning her first clockster. Congratulations, Julie. All right. And our next award is for the best organic follow. Somebody that's reporting across everything. It can be SEO, it can be YouTube, it can be anything to do with conversion rate optimization. Anything that's not paid goes into this category. And our first nominee is Glenn Gabe, a former two-time winner for Best Follow. Christina Lavassier, formerly Christina Brodsky, mm-hmm. from a previous marketing talk on analytics and marketing. And Crystal Carter. And the winner of the Best All-Inclusive Organic Follow is Glenn Gabe, at Glenn Gabe on Twitter. And that man doesn't miss anything. So if you are looking for news... He's got everything. All right. The next category, getting a little more specific, the best SEO follow. And the nominees are Lily Ray, Glenn Gabe, Christina Lavoisier, Barry Schwartz, Crystal Carter, and Aleda Solis. The winner is self-proclaimed workaholic, master of charts, and butter sandwiches. <laughs> and butter sandwiches. <laughs> Barry Schwartz at Rusty Brick on Twitter. Congratulations. And unfortunately, Barry couldn't attend tonight, so I accept this award on his behalf. Just kidding. We'll send it to you. Okay. This is a really exciting category here. We are about to award the take of the year. This is the hottest, spiciest take of the year. The first nominee comes from Darren Shaw at Darren Shaw underscore on Twitter. He says, oh man, check out this BS on our GMB knowledge panel. Are they going to list competitors on everyone's listing now? And he has, I think, a picture of his company, White Spark, and they have a great list there of all their biggest competitors for anyone searching their brand name to see. (laughs) Amazing. And then Danny Sullivan replied and said, I'm off today. I imagine this is a test of showing more information about an entity using featured snippets. Completely understand the concerns here, and I will pass along the feedback to the search team when back on Monday. And then Darren replied and said, thanks, Danny. Please also let the search team know that they seem to have accidentally missed adding competitors and alternatives to the Google listing. (laughs) And he has a great screenshot of the Google listing. No competitors in sight. Unbelievable. (laughs) It gets better, folks. The next nominee is Tim Holleran at Tim Holleran on Twitter. He says, Facebook revenue has almost doubled comparing Q1 performance to last year. That's a quote. And then he says, oh, how nice for them, and used a nice little alternating caps and lowercase text because he's really excited. He goes on to say, 
Meanwhile, their platform has turned into a post-apocalyptic thunderdome for us advertisers. He definitely wins best use of words. It's a great take. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right. And next up from Google Marketing Live and PPC Greg, he tweets, 15% of search terms are new. Dot, 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 dot. But they're insignificant, so you can't <laughs> see them. <laughs> <laughs> and that was from Google Marketing Live when they said that. That was so funny. And next from Amanda is vaccinated AF. Congratulations, Amanda, at Finding Amanda on Twitter. She said, Realtor, with, with an escalation clause, you can tell the buyer you will pay the highest offer plus $500 or whatever up to a certain amount. Me. Okay. Google Ads rules. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it really makes sense of the Google ads rules. And then uh, just to make this a little bit better, PPC Greg replied and said, except you can only pick the street you want to live on, not the exact house. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I forgot about this one. And it's even like just areas you've considered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up from Colin Slattery at CJ Slattery on Twitter. He has a tweet. It's a quote tweet. So um, let me read the quote tweet that, that is there. And it's a snippet of, I believe it was a promotional piece of content from Google Ads. And it says, advertisers that switch from expanded text ads to responsive search ads using the same assets see an average of 7% more conversions at a similar cost per conversion. And then he has a gif of somebody, I believe they're a power lifter, yeah. really struggling. And Colin says, live look at the word similar in this statement. <laughs> <laughs> that was when they announced that ETAs were going away. So good. Similar cost per conversion. Okay, this was a last minute addition from Justin Borge at Borge Clooney on Twitter. Recently heard professional Twitter described as marketers, marketing, marketing to other marketers. And now that's all I can think about. <laughs> all so I can good. think about and is Borge Clooney. <laughs> and I just stole your sorry. It's I fine. messed up the order. <laughs> all right. And lastly, to round it out, something you may have seen in your mailbox here recently from Sean Ellie at S-E-L-L-E-Y-2134 on Twitter. He has a tweet that says, can we all agree that performance max sounds like it should be in a truck commercial? <laughs> so good. We agree. Okay. Are we all voting for winners here or just a one winner? I think there's a clear winner. Me too. Okay. The winner is at Finding Amanda with her amazing crossover joke. <laughs> we love reality jokes. We love PPC jokes. Just Epic. And then the assist from PPC Greg, you can get a trophy too. Yeah. So good. It's just going to ask us Congratulations all. Oh my gosh, you guys, we have reached that time of the show. Can I, can I just make a little statement here? I would just want to say before I even announce what this category is, just how much work goes into the show and how much... <laughs> And how much it goes into putting the show together, into editing the show, into helping out. Um, Shep, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember or not, but you weren't here at the beginning of, of this year, 2021. You're really making me feel bad. So wait, what, what was the category again? Okay. This is the award for Greg of the Year. Oh, oh. oh okay. <laughs> Maybe... 
maybe the mm. second most prestigious or whatever I called it. Prodigious. <laughs> prodigious. Every Greg here is a winner next oh, year. Yes. Greg, you're yes. Greg. The, the good news is next year is the year of Greg's. Yeah. Like everyone's a winner. The Yog is coming. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the nominees for Greg of the Year are Greg Finn. Yes. <laughs> PPC Greg. Greg Sterling. <laughs> we got an SEO in here. And uh, Greg PPC. I can't believe one of you didn't buy that <coughs> handle. Okay, I really feel bad about this now, but the winner is PPC Greg. <laughs> Always a bridesmaid, never a bride, Greg. <laughs> Come on. He's such a power listener. We love PPC Greg. All right. Greg, I'm coming for you next year. <laughs> it's the YAG, the year of Greg. <laughs> The year of all of you. <laughs> we have people like Rebecca, powerless and Rebecca. It's the year of Rebecca. She's got a new job. People really resonate. So if you want to be a Greg next year, all you have to do is take that Greg energy and you're a Greg. We should remember to put a non-Greg on the Greg of the year oh, list 100%. next year. Write that down. Oh, yes. <laughs> Chef. <laughs> all right. An equally prestigious award as Greg of the year is BFF of the show. I think this is more prestigious. I think so too, but I didn't want to hurt your feelings because oh. I feel like well, you've I've been never shot won, down I've enough. never won it. What are you talking about? <laughs> There's only been one winner of that award. Maybe you'll win BFF of the show this year. All right. BFF of the show 2021. Nominees are PPC Greg. Ever heard of him? Azim. Glenn Gabe. Previous winner 2019. BFF of the show. Hillary Quinn. Anu Adigbola, a.k.a. Marketing Anu, and Larry, a.k.a. Lawrence Chassis. And just for the record, we've had, this is the third year we've done BFF of the show, 2019 winner, Glenn Gabe, 2020 winner, and moving to the past presiding BFF of the show, Mm -hmm. Andrea Cruz. You're a BFF of the show for life if you win. Oh, for sure. Just to be clear. Yeah. It's just whatever year you're inducted. It's like Miss America. Yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, same thing. Yeah. Equal. All right, and the winner is Azim. Yay. Azim is the best. He supports our, I think I was on his show this year, first of all, so thanks for that. And he's just always sharing our show, even though he has a podcast too, you know, no competition there. We love his show. He loves ours. He's the best. You guys have to listen to his show, the Azim Digital Ask Podcast. If you haven't already, he has amazing guests. And we love you, Azim. And he's yeah. the only person that reaches out when like a show doesn't upload correctly. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, are you okay? Yeah. And he's the only person that gave us a 200 episode uh, voicemail. So, and those yes. words brought tears to my yes. eyes. I don't they think I've cried on the show did. before. Yeah. So. so thanks, Azim. Thanks, Azim. Welcome. Okay. And to end our show here, 2021 was a year where we lost a lot of features. Some were gone too soon. Some weren't gone soon enough. (laughs) So without further ado, we will be going to the in memoriam section. Fleets. Facebook in caps. Expanded text ads. iOS 14.4. Broad. Match. Modified. Microsoft Manual CPC. Mark. At Marketing by Mark. Our old stupid studio. The old campaign experiments. The old phrase match. Intern producer turned full-time producer turned bye-bye, Caleb. Instagram's identity. Clubhouse. (laughs) Miss you, Caleb. 
detailed targeting options on Facebook. Rob Leathern's employment on Facebook. We miss you. Flock. IGTV. Like counts on Instagram. Then they're back. And then they're gone-ish again, if you want them to be. YouTube downvotes. That one hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much for joining us for the 2021 Clockskers. And thank you just so much for listening and supporting our show this year. We blabbed a lot on the 200th episode recently, but we should thank a couple people. Um, Matt Mombre helps our show so much. Um, We just talked about Mark and Caleb, who helped our show a bunch this year. We miss you guys. Sammy is filling in on the boards for us right now, and she also has made original artwork for every episode almost since the beginning. Thank you so much, Sammy. I'm glad you're here so we can say it in person. Jill Fetcher helps our show so much. Katie Geyser on our team. Thank you for your help. Anyone I'm forgetting. I think really... Just all of you out there, the power listeners that really make this happen, you all are what we're most thankful for. To think that we are sitting here in formal clothing (laughs) on a green screen with lights flashing around, and we have thousands of people that listen to the show weekly. Um, It's just much appreciated, and sharing that with your colleagues and other workers, it means the world to us. Whether you were nominated or not, we love you. So thank you so much, and we'll see you next year.